back from a week off for episode 17 of Garage Beer Shenanigans. We have a special guest, a returning, well, he's been featured before. He is a direct relation of Elon Musk, has his phone number, they text, has a lot of money wrapped up in male adult feet finder, whatever that is, we can get into that. Too much money. Too much money. Um, Jordy, none other than. Hey, uh, before we start, I got to shout out my brother Derek, uh, lifelong listener. GBS. Yes. Supporter. Uh, loves the pod. Uh, proudly, uh, you know, represents uh, Grind Beer Shenanigans everywhere he goes with, you know, a sticker that uh, you are, are giving out these days. Yes. Uh, hopefully, one day we'll be selling. We selling did. Some merch, baby. Get run number two of the stickers. They look just as good as run number one. I went with the five by fives on the yes. first one, so it's a little aggressive, a little in your face. That's how we. That's, that's we went down to three by threes, which a little more discreet. Yeah, they're it's not sexy, gonna a little sexier. They're not gonna get peeled off right away. No, of a public location, and that's our goal. Here's if if it is put somewhere, these stickers are meant to last. They will never come off. Just a Correct. disclaimer. You can't. They paid extra money for that. So, before I get too far into our episode here, sure. and bending your ear and having you bend our ear, sure. uh, have one thing on the horizon that a uh, friend of the show, Mick, brother-in-law as well, decided or uh, suggested that we should do. It is have, we pick a, a different documentary okay. and have our upcoming guest have like a little segment on it whenever they're coming on so what do you what are your thoughts on that so like uh watch a documentary it's kind of like a book club but with a documentary correct and then you just kind of like ah we'll, we'll carve out 10 15 we'll talk about this documentary i think it's good i think that uh, you know to like to it, it all depends on your guests and what probably let the guests pick that way, a yes. documentary that maybe it's something they're into or something that they... And that way we can get to know them better as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. And they can talk about something that they like, something they know. Like, I, for example, I just kind of watched... Uh, I got kids, but... Debbie uh, does Dallas, too. Yeah. In HD. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. Looks similar to my beard, probably. But less... Yeah. Uh... No, I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix, which was really cool. I didn't get to finish it. Uh, I will at some point. But, like, that would have been mine. I would have been like, let me throw that one on there. It's new. It's about somebody that I uh, have a lot of uh, admiration for, and I respect a lot in his opinion and his life uh, philosophy and just kind of how he how he runs his, his empire, you know? But, Interesting guy. Very interesting guy, um, self-made guy. Uh, I wanted I to. That's a rabbit hole, though. I wanted to hit on one more thing that yeah. the that Mick got me addicted to, Immaculate Grid. Okay. Do you know anything about it? Uh, Just briefly. We had yeah, we had uh, Rob and I worked together for a little context, and uh, every morning we park next to each other. We get a lot of. A lot of hate, a lot of flack. A lot of flack, a lot of... uh, Comes off as jealousy. They say it's a lot of tomfoolery going on between us. Yeah, a lot of hobnobbing, so to speak. No pun intended. But uh, it's strictly platonic, I swear. Uh, But no, so yeah, you you parked next to me and you were having a real problem with it. And I only had one left. Me and Google helped you. Uh, Supposedly. So, but yeah, I do remember, uh, but... but Allegedly. what no, was my what was my quote? It was sometimes the Rubik's cube fucks you, and sometimes you fuck the Rubik's cube, or, or whatever or it is. The, the grid. Well, Not I mean, tomato, 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 yeah. tomato. So, for those who don't know, shout out group, uh, friend of the pod, does know about the immaculate grid. He's a baseball guy like me. Uh, so you get a new grid every day. It's nine squares and you have to they basically give you these clues like say this guy today's was rookie of the year and hit 
40 home runs in a season. Sure. And you had to fill in those squares. Yeah. Then it was like uh, this guy also played, you know, played for the Detroit Tigers and also played for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And then so on and so forth. Basically, basically something like that. And this, this podcast today, this episode, is sponsored by the Immaculate Grid. Go on your phone and look it up. It's fun. Uh, disclaimer, we do no free ads or free plugs. Um, but yeah, sometimes you have your way with the grid. And more often Sexually. than not, Sexually. the grid has its way with you. Sometimes you enter the grid. Sometimes the grid enters you. I believe that's a direct quote. Last but- night at 11 o'clock, the grid entered me. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was because I was tired, had a lot no. of my mind with the trees falling, my mailbox being in shambles. It's because I saw that. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't going to comment on it. For uh, all the, obviously, viewers that are here to the Listen, podcast. Yeah. Well, I know. That was sarcasm. They can't oh, see. Oh, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to paint a picture in their minds. Uh, his, his mailbox is sitting on the ground in his garage. Not attached to the post up front. It's on the disabled list at the moment. Uh, it's, it's, on on the, DL, it's on the fritz. The 60-day. The yes. We'll get back. Um, so, yeah, I got two out of nine correct on the grid last night. And if you were a baseball player and you hit that last one, three for ten, you're a Hall of Famer, my friend. And that is the last thing that I'm going to say about the grid for this time. Because Other than the fact that they are sponsoring this episode. Go on your phone. Look at the grid. Make it all green. It's cool. We wish. Uh, but yeah, so the yesterday storms, a lot of them, couple, <laughs> couple sticks fell. Listen, I mean, knocked my damn mailbox off. Illinois, the, huh? Yeah, off the post. Apparently, you're supposed to get something similar tonight. Not as bad, but fingers crossed it takes this bitch out. Not the studio. Not the studio. No, this is. I've never been in a in a legitimate podcast studio. This thing is immaculate. I tell you what, you guys do it good here. It's got some patina to it. It's a garage. That beer is drank in, and and podcasts are podcasted in. Yes, casted. Casted. Sorry, I, I'm new to the uh, the lingo. So this is your episode, <laughs> Jordo, Jordy, Jordan, Doctor. Thank you. Let's talk about. Sex, your relation, baby. your relation with your cousin or uncle Elon Musk. Uh, uncle Elon, good dude. Um, you know, what can I say? He's he's the the innovator and leader of the way the world's gonna be. I mean, Elon Musk. I feel like that man is so polarizing. You either love him or you hate him, and he's not as big of... He doesn't say as goofy shit as Trump does, but he's he kind of... Like a lot of people, he rubs a lot of people the wrong way, which I don't necessarily care about that. I'm more of, of business and, and what his ideas are and what his, you know, his plan is. He's uh, a wild card, I'll say that. Well, just be, as soon as you think you have him tabbed or you're, you're like... Oh, Elon's a, a hardcore this guy or a hardcore that guy. Yeah. He'll come up with some new Twitter policy or rule or whatever where you're like, oh, okay. That, well, well, that's a little different. One thing I love about him is he's a troll. And yes, he is. He, he, he definitely does not give a fuck about what anybody thinks. And he's made it – if you listen to him and uh, be interviewed, he, he doesn't care. And he will say he, his opinions are his opinions. He's not going to be swayed one way or the other. And that's that's what I like. Somebody that, that isn't bought and paid for that can, you know. And, but also, he's just a great businessman. I like, I like that, that he's not afraid of his own opinion or people saying, well, fuck your opinion, whatever. Uh, I feel like being the man, you know, I always say that. You know, it's good to be the man. Sure. It's good to feel like the man. Sure. Walk around, carry yourself like you're the man. Yeah. That's like step 1A is have your opinion. Sure. You don't necessarily have to push your opinion and spew it, but if somebody asks you, you're not going to you're not going to be afraid to be like, well, this is this you is my opinion. You say it with your chest. Yes, for sure. And you stand behind it and you back it no matter what. Yeah. One thing I do like 
about Elon is that he's not afraid of that. He is a troll. He's done well with Twitter. He's done well with, like, the car company. Everything he touches turns to gold. Yes. This is 2023. We have a long, like, it's it's. And he's not even the he's not even the original creator of Tesla. He bought the the name. He bought the name off of somebody else. I mean, it was the same idea. Sure. But it's a completely different car. Yeah. And like I have told you previously, I'm not a Tesla hater. I'm a car guy in general. I prefer gas-powered cars Mm -hmm. just because was raised around it. My grandfather introduced me to hot rods and gas-powered cars and all that good stuff whenever I was a kid. So I've always just had a love for that. But in general, also, he taught me to just love cars. Yeah. So, like, the, the Model S's, I don't mind those. The, what is it, the Roadster that's supposed to come out? Or Roadster the... came out initially. That was their, and... and What's this... the one that's not released yet that's supposed to be coming out? The Cybertruck. No, not the Cybertruck, the other car. Google that. The, so, there's... The, the, there's so the Tesla as, as I'm Googling, I will give you a, a, from my understanding, a brief history of kind of what happened. So... Uh, the Roadster was the original. It was the original. and Before Elon bought no, the name and stuff. No. Tesla, uh, when Elon got it... So, so here's the difference between Tesla and the uh, legacy automakers. Is... Or, or, or any type of, like, your Lucid's or... or I mean, BYD's doing very well over China. But, like, Rivian, for example. That'd be a, a great example. Rivian. So they're selling these trucks that are, you know, damn near, they're $90,000 trucks. 80 grand starting out. Give or take, you know. The business model is to raise capital, you don't have the, the footprint. You don't have the production space. You don't have the factory where you can go and produce. You know, you don't have the setup to produce, you know, tens or, or hundreds of thousands of cars a year. So, well, if you're limited to the amount of cars you can produce... I'm going to make a really damn sweet car, and it's going to be fucking expensive that maybe not a lot of people can buy, but it's going to give me some capital. You're eliminating a market, though. But you also, if you don't have startup money, you can't just go and build a factory from from dick. Like, you have to have something. So in order to have money coming in by selling the Roadster initially, they were able to raise enough funds and, and it be popular enough. I mean, let's say that they sold that car for, let's say, hundred grand. And they sold 10,000 of them. I don't know what the math is on that, but like that's going to buy you a little bit. Plus, it's it's showing the bank, it's showing whoever you're getting loans, showing investors like, hey, I'm able to build something. People like it. People are going to buy it. I can't do it at the level that I want to. So I'm going to need your investment, your capital to make that happen. And that's when, I mean, Tesla is a top 10 uh, automotive dealer, you know, the, the company that, that produces vehicles, and they literally have four models, not including the, the Keep it simple. Not including the semi truck that they just uh, Pepsi got, I think maybe ten of them or, or you know, twenty, fifteen, whatever it was. And they have the Cybertruck coming out at the end of this year in limited production and it'll be ramped up probably by the end of twenty twenty four is the, the the timeline. And then they're gonna come out with essentially um, like a compact, not like a, not like a Mini Cooper, not like that type or a Prius, but but something a little bigger, but more of a compact car that is going to be twenty five thousand dollars, and with the seventy five hundred dollar rebate that the government um, has put out for electric vehicles that Tesla qualifies for, this model qualify for, it'd be like eighteen grand. So so hard to beat that. That's what I'm saying. Their their lowest model. Now is probably I think it's in the mid thirties, mid low thirties as far as as far as price. Before it was in the four, you know, forty thousand, which is still not bad for a it's brand. It's not bad. I mean, you and I are blessed that we make a good living doing what we're doing, doing what we do. We take pictures of our feet and we put them on the interwebs. You I got some. I got some toenails, brother. And, and you've seen them. I've seen them. You've reviewed my photos. Obviously. You're the one that you sent them to me before you publish before you publish them. But we've been lucky enough to pimp out our feet for a substantial amount of money. 
So 40,000 doesn't seem like a lot to us. I mean, that's, a, that's a nice week. Chump change. But with it being the holiday weekend, yeah. I may I might make 40 grand Saturday off my feet. I'm thinking about starting to throw some ankle in there, to be honest with you. You have a good ankle. It's 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 a nice, strong yet petite. And I know that's weird to say like a man's ankle's petite. It's not. It's it's good girth on your ankle. I would say it's got girth where it needs that girth. And it's it's it doesn't look weak. It doesn't exactly. But moving on from the ankle and feet talk. That's listen, that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down yeah, because, no. you know. But uh, no, Elon Musk, you you start with I have a really expensive product that people want to buy, and I slowly expand, I slowly build, I slowly my footprint gets bigger and bigger as far as the amount of cars I produce. And Again, you can't just go from. I mean, you could. It may not. It may not succeed. But you, you you've got to slowly build your way down to where you're more affordable for everybody, and that's what they're doing. I see within the next probably two years, them having a model that is for production that the every person could could afford, and they're already they're talking about. Um, putting gigafactories, which is basically either a production factory, into Indonesia. They got one in Mexico. They're talking about Canada. They're talking about South Korea. Like, they are producing all over the world. Their goal is to hit 20 million cars by 2030. I don't think they will hit 20, and that's per year, not total sold. Last year, they did 1.3 million. This year, they're on, on pace to hit about 1.8. They're looking at between 40 to 50% growth as far as just car deliveries, purchased and delivered every year. And if, you, if they keep, if, if at 50%, you're looking at, um, you know, 20 million uh, by 2030. The recession that different countries are, are in right now, I know China's in a recession. We just kind of came out of not great times with with our economy uh, dealing with the uh, effects of COVID and everything. I mean, the government doesn't shut down for damn near a year, or, or just the country, I, I should say. Scott free. No, yeah. And there'd be no ramifications. So I think that the bear market that we uh, are either getting out of or no longer in, I think we are, we are transitioning to a bull market. And I think that all stocks, including Tesla, uh, are going to go up. I think others will go up obviously significantly higher, Tesla being one of them. But, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with your Amazons, your Microsofts, your NVIDIAs. Uh, a, lot, a lot of tech stocks right now, um, you know, there's, there's talk of a tech bubble. But I think we may go into a recession because that's what happens kind of when the, the government steps in and, and messes with interest rates. Uh, deflation uh, could potentially happen if interest rates go too low. But... Uh, we've done four, and we'll get past it. It's not a big deal. I look at it. If the stock's down, it's a buying opportunity. I'm in it. Minimum 2020, 20, minimum of 2030, I will I will be a, an investor in Tesla, if not longer. What <clears throat> What got you into investing? When did you get into investing? And what excites you about it? That that keeps you going. In 2015, me and my obviously buddy, money. Well, the, I, the potential to make money. Yes. So 2015, me and my buddy were like, I want to say Wolf of Wall Street came out, and we're like, fuck, if Leo can do it, I can do it. That dude was, you know, doing cocaine out of a chick's butthole. We barely drank. You know, we'll probably kill it. Uh, we didn't. I didn't lose too much money. I didn't gain too much money. I kind of, I kind of evened out. Uh, I was with my wife. I, I, I assume, we got married in 16, so we were probably engaged. So I was like, ah, I probably need this money, whatever. So I stopped. But I, um, I definitely still had the bug. I still had the interest for it. But I never lost the desire to like do something like that. To you know make passive income. Like oh, I'm obviously you got to put some skin in the game. But you know the reward is like you don't have to work for it. And you can make money essentially. So I. About a year ago, about a year and a half ago, you and I were doing a little sportsbook gambling. And uh, I have since laid off. 
and you I have, completely I have quit. stopped. I, I, I realized much. I enjoyed it a lot, and at first I won some money, and then I lost money, and I'm not a fan of losing uh, in general. But so I stopped, and I said, "Well, what can I do instead of rely?" I, I mean, granted, with the stock market, you're relying. It's on. sort of gambling. It is, but you can. If I were to t- if I were to talk to somebody and say, "Why should I invest money?" I would say, because if you just your basic, you know, I don't want to do anything. There, there's ETFs that that you can find. I'm Which on, is what? What's an ETF? It's basically a a portfolio of stocks that are already put together by somebody that is way smarter than you or I. That is going to, I mean, like the S P 500. There's a a, it's literally a portfolio of 500 stocks that are in the S P 500, and it's weighted differently. Each each company is weighted X amount for obviously the 100 percent. The price, you know, you put in, and depending on how those all those companies do. Uh, is is whether you go up or down. The S and P five hundred over the last hundred years has averaged. I mean, this. I mean, there's the years it goes up, there's years it goes down. But if you were to just take all the numbers, add them together, and find the mean, it'd be around ten percent, a little over ten percent. So that's a very very easy way to to make money. And the more the the lower the price is of of the the, the stock that you're buying. If you put money in it and it goes up, you obviously buy more shares. More shares as it goes up means more money. So instead of getting scared when when oh man the market's down, this company uh, or this this ETF um, you know that I really I, I I like I fuck with it. You know it's something that I've I've done a little research and and I think that it's going to do strong because of the fundamentals of the business or the businesses within it. Or the the industry it's in, like technology or healthcare, or um, you know your 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 streaming, your automotive, your I mean, name it. Um, so so if you kind of have an idea of what you're doing, and I, I I like to tell people like, what do you do? What do you enjoy doing? Like if it's a product that you are you use and you're behind, you. It's easier to wrap your head around throwing money into it. So I agree. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I could talk about this for hours because it's so fascinating to me. Uh, Warren Buffett, he, he he equated it to playing baseball, which which that's your that's your realm. You're you're a ball player. If you could stand at the plate, and there's not three strikes, there's unlimited strikes, and you get to choose. When you swing, like no one's telling you swing on this one, swing on this one. You get to do everything you, you can make sure everything about your setup, everything about uh, where you want the ball located is perfect. You're probably going to hit pretty well. Now, with investing, I believe it to be the same way. If you're patient and you do your research and you, you find just a company. And, and that includes the people that run it. That includes the product they sell. That includes what's going and happening in the future. You know, my buddy, he, he got into GoPro. And when he did it, I was like, dude, it was like 28 bucks a share. I'm like, man, I don't know, GoPro, that seems kind of like a niche thing to me. Like it's not something that I look at and I'm like, I got to have that. And he's like, ah, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, turn, I think at lowest... And it was under $5. Like, he lost his ass on it. And every once in a while, to be a, an asshole, I'll screenshot it and I'll send it to him just as a reminder of, like, you know, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that's just a, a, an example of, of what, what can they offer the public, and they can't get it better. They're not Apple. GoPro is one of those tough things. Like, I, I mean, we could have one. Sure. But for what? I'm, what am I going to... record this podcast. <laughs> but even then, <laughs> sure. is the audio going to be the best? You I don't can, know. You can I've spend, never had a GoPro. You can spend $150 on Amazon and sure. get like a full-size 4K camera. Yeah. It's going to be better. It's like for me, what am I going to do? Put it on my bike helmet and... No. Ride, I mean, like first off, film? You, look, you look like a nerd. And then yeah, secondly, correct. you're just like, oh man, do you see that squirrel? Like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I, I guess I don't... It's... And if if it's something 
a company or a product that you you like or an idea, like Airbnb. I read that Ashley Kutcher was approached with Airbnb and initially thought it was stupid. Like to, to be an early investor. And then the actual, one of the founders or, or something to where one of the people that was on the ground floor of Airbnb, like, like no, go do this, go get the experience of an Airbnb. And he, he did, and he's like, wow, I'm not in a hotel, I'm literally in someone's house, it's a beautiful home, like, it's, you know, everything's here, fridge is stocked, like, like and obviously there's, there's not every time you have to stock your fridge and, and make sure everything's good, but uh, as, a, as a person that has uh, an Airbnb place, which I don't, but if you do, um, but his experience was great, and he's like, I get it. Like, I understand this is being at home without being at home. A lot of people don't like the, the uh, hustle and bustle of going to a hotel, checking in, doing all the bullshit that involves, you know, got to make sure there's no fucking dust mites, or not dust mites, but like, like bed bugs, bed bullshit, bugs, bullshit yeah. like that. I mean, if it's a house and it looks fucking gross, it's probably gross. But, I mean, that's just just do what you like, and if you find it, then, then only invest the amount of money you're comfortable investing. And by investing, I mean comfortable losing. And you'll you'll never lose. All it takes is one hit. I mean, we money. we use uh, Airbnb for quite a bit of stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. We've had good experiences. We've had bad experiences. Now, I why that is, I don't know. Could it be because of the city we go to or whatever? I mean, I I really don't know. I just feel like it's whoever owns the Airbnb as well. Uh, last year we had our in Dallas. Whenever we went to Dallas last fall it was, was our Debbie be- there Deborah I should say she was sorry. probably around was she supposedly she, she was she was around gotcha knowing Dallas he's probably done Debbie yeah for sure but that was our best Airbnb experience it was somebody's basement to their house it wasn't like in like underground basement but it was like the bottom floor of their house you could enter off the street keypad nice everything was modern you could hear them upstairs but it wasn't like disturbing or it was like a couple and they had a family. Yeah. We never saw them. They never saw us. But, like, I didn't feel unsafe. It was a nice part of Dallas and it was great. I mean, it wasn't super cheap or anything like that, but we were also paying for a decent neighborhood close to amenities and walking distance to certain places and so on. And I think that's the thing is, I mean, you know, being, being an adult, at least that's what they tell me, and you know, having a little bit of life experience, you realize that you pay what you get. You get what you pay for. So for sure, to to throw a little, to throw a few more bones at something, you're you're probably more than likely going to get a great experience, as opposed to going with the cheap route of well, I don't really want to pay. Blah, blah, blah. It's probably going to be dog shit. Yeah, and for sure. That's something that me and my wife. We'll kind of butt heads about is I'm more of like if you're gonna do something do it right and she not necessarily the cheapest option but she kind of looks now, obviously research before you just go like, oh I'm gonna go buy this expensive ass shit 100% but a majority of the time you're gonna be like I'll, I, I'll pay a few extra dollars to have something nice when I say do it right I don't mean get the most expensive I mean what do you want if you like, research so, that so I have a gym in my basement it's all rogue. All rogue equipment. For the non-lifting community, rogue is rogue like the is, tippy and top. And it's not so, – so I'm not a CrossFit lifter, uh, but I like the product. I like the quality, and I just think that, that really there's no – I have a, a giant squat rack. I have a belt squat in my squat rack. I've got uh, multiple benches. I've got dumbbells from 2.5 to 125. I've got a GHD. I've got, which is a gluten hamstring developer. That thing is uh, amazing. I've got, uh, I mean, I've, I've got enough to where at some point I would like to get certified as a personal trainer and just dabble in that. If I make money, awesome. If I don't, whatever. I enjoy training and I enjoy uh, teaching people that may not know what's going on and, and kind of seeing them go through that, that process. And I haven't really had the, the opportunity to go through from like a start to a finish type deal. But just going to the gym, you see your buddies and stuff, and, and if they ask you, like, hey, what about this or, you know, whatever, I'll give you, you know, 
a tidbit or something. I'm not a big dude. Hey, you, I mean, you've, you've helped out. Time. You've helped me out before, where I yeah. was like making the transition from lifting a lot and lifting heavy weights to being like, okay, I want to be a, I want to cycle. I want to transform my body into steroids. Cycle, not that. Just <laughs> riding a bike. We're, for, we're we're clear, baby. We we don't know. Riding a bike, long distances. Correct. Not necessarily being the biggest, bulkiest guy. No. But. Well, and lift for what you want. You know. For sure. But for what makes sense. For you, you know your body type. I'm never going to be a big, big dude. Same. I don't want to be. Me either. I weigh about two fifteen. I'm six three. On my license, I'm under six three in real life. Six two and some change. But if anybody asks me, six three. And uh, so I just, if you're going to do something, do it to what the purpose you want. I I don't want to live my life, and I'm not talking about the price of something. Just in general, I don't want to live my life regretting, man, I wish we would have done that. I would rather pay for something or do something and it not work out and be like, ah, shit, than have the, fuck, I wish I would have done that because now I never know how it would have been, you know? I want to take this transitional moment and talk about our week off. So GBS took a week off to be around family catch up, mourn the passing of a loved one. It was great to catch up with everybody, share a couple days and be around uh, the producers, family, and it, that means if I took a week off, so did Kyle. So, in order to fix that, we're going to phone him in at the moment. The judge? Is that who we're the talking judge. to? Yeah, this is uh, Kyle Houston. Uh, speaking? Who am I speaking with? You're live. Oh, Lord. Lord, I'm on 18 holes. Oh, are you really? Yeah. This is awesome. Look at look at this. Hey, right here. Yeah, what are you guys up to on the how you guys enjoying the pod? Well, we're at minute what? About forty five oh, right that's now. Yeah. Perfect. So actually yeah. about minute hundred and thirty. Yeah. yeah. So we've had a couple we've had a couple takes today. We've been interrupted a couple times and uh Jordy that? being a perfectionist wanted to get it right, so you got any, I like that. You, uh, what's what's your plans for the weekend? I mean, you're golfing right now. Where are you? Why are you not here? Tell the world. Gosh, tell the it. listeners. I'm in, I'm in uh, Moline, Illinois right now. That's home of John Deere. We, oh, yeah, dude. You should. I wish we could have took the combine tour, but they're not open to the public. I guess you got to buy a big combine to be able to take a tour. But Doggone uh, yeah. it. So I guess I we need to start saving our money to buy a decent-sized combine then. Yeah, we need about 300 piece. That's not bad. Tesla's going up. I got a dollar in my wallet. So. Well, I mean, shit, yeah. We're live on the pod, guys. Yeah. You want to say anything? Well, we talk, well God damn, we're Moline golfing. Where's Rob? He's on oh, here. Oh, just God. recording a podcast. Yeah. Children listen to this. Nice. Huh. Well, Jesus Christ. What are you talking about on the podcast? We they just started. Uh, hey. No, about 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. We've oh, they started 45 minutes ago. Been oh, there, done that. It's, it's Jordan and Rob. Is yes. your mom on the podcast? She is not on the pod. She's handy, but she's not a lesbian. Yes, yes, I heard that quote. Yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, we're just here hitting some 18 holes. I don't want to keep you guys. I mean... I don't want to keep you. It sounds like you're probably... Uh, I mean, what, what's your score right now? Are you... What, what hole are you on? 17. We're on 18 hole right now. Oh, okay. Uh, sounds like you guys have been drinking. Yeah, sounds like you guys had a couple, <laughs> couple, couple of cold sober. ones. Sober? sober? Okay, that's good. Yeah, we're going to go get our coffee yeah. before they steal our ball. Yeah, well, uh, I'll let you guys have at it. Yes, it's uh, great to catch up with you. God dang, I miss you guys. Yes, next week. Don't be shy, dude. Yes. Oh, next week? Oh, for sure. Yes. Okay, so, all right, enjoy well, golfing. Oh, yeah, 10-4, see you guys later. All right, yes. Always great to catch up with Kyle. Sound yeah. like they... Uh, I call were, bullshit on them being sober. Sound like they were partaking <laughs> a little bit today yeah. in the beverages. Which good for them, you know? Uh, I mean... Uh, I wanted to ask you. Me? Yes. Okay. What's it like being a dad? Are you proud of Absolutely young not. Augustus <laughs> and Hank? Yeah. HW3? Yes. Hank uh, Williams 3. Being a father is probably the most and it's it's gonna sound like oh whatever like there are so many awesome aspects to it and there's there's a few like 
not even, they're not bad. They're just, your life changes. So you, the life as you know it, like there's going to be little Rob and little producers running around here while you're, why episode, you know, 400 of the pod, and you're going to be like, hey, quiet down over there. I'm podcast. Come on. Come on. And that's just part of your life. That's just what you're going to do. I mean, that's the goal, right? That's the goal. And then there's going to be times when, you know, the, the junior podcast for the first time, and you're going to be proud. And you're like, wow, man. Like, look at you. You're a child in your podcast. That's a proud pop. That's a proud moment. But, I mean, I will say they're the worst financial investment you've ever, you could ever make in your life. I've heard that. For them uh, for, probably they, from you multiple times. Yeah, there's sure. not a big return on, on kids. Uh, but eventually, whenever you're old as shit and you need somebody to wipe your ass and yeah. take care of your house and well, whatnot, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping just you know me and the wife invest enough money and we we do uh, well enough that we can hire somebody to wipe our ass because I don't want my kid to know what goes on back there as far as shits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I've seen mine; they're not great. For uh, sure. But you know, in all seriousness, being a father, it changes you. It makes you grow up. I don't care how old you are. We are inherently selfish as human beings. And we can say, like, oh, my gosh, I, I would, you know, I'm sure everybody's had a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or something in high school. And it's like, oh, my God, I love them. Like, I would die for you, blah, blah. No, I wouldn't. Like, fuck that bitch. You know what I'm saying? But now being married and having children, like, it, it just, there's levels to it. Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds said that when him and him and his wife got together, like he told her, like I would take a bullet for you. And then as soon as his daughter was born, he realized that he would use his wife as a human shield to protect their daughter. Like it's just, I would die if it was like my kids or my wife. I'm sorry, my love, uh, the kids, and she would understand. And I would expect her to pick the same thing. As far as like experiences, I mean. They're cute. Uh, they're cuddly. Uh, they need you. Yeah, you're damn right. They do. They need you. Uh, they lot. need you, and you know, you basically, your life revolves around them. Which there are days when that's exhausting, and then there are days when it's just awesome because you have the day to go and and do things, experience things, uh, and and they genuinely enjoy it. I mean. Christmas to an adult isn't that big of a deal, right? A birthday yeah. to an adult isn't that big of a deal. A child's birthday or, or Christmas to your children is the biggest fucking deal ever. So, like, I get to relive that joy through them. And now that they're getting bigger, uh, you know, to, to be able to understand and... You know, last Christmas, uh, Augustus, he, like, he loved Christmas. And there was a, uh, a, a big blow-up thing in, in someone's, someone's yard, and it was basically a porta potty with Santa in there, and he would, like, poke his head out. And we would have to drive by it every night and see it. And well, because he, he knew Santa was Santa's pooping. Yeah. Santa's pooping. Yeah. And, he was in the neighborhood. Well, it just, Santa's pooping. And I literally, I, re I recorded it when I knew, uh, you know, they were going to take it down because Christmas passed or whatever. I recorded it on my phone, so I have a minute and, like, 20-minute video of me just stopped in the middle of the road videoing Santa going in and out of this outhouse. He just kind of peeks his head out. But, like, stupid shit like that that we don't appreciate or something that you would be like, why would I do that? That makes no sense. For my son to have the joy to see that whenever he wants... And it's like the first time he ever saw it. Um, that brings me joy. So I, I guess living living with and but living through them again is nice. Um, and and that I would say right now that's kind of the best part is I'm a kid again. You yeah, know? for sure. Nothing like the how genuine young children are. Yeah. That just means that just says something about you and your wife too, is that uh, you let your kids be kids. I mean, they're yeah. young, for yeah. sure. 
but uh, obviously some people are just like, ah, whatever. Some people, I won't get into my opinions on sure. some yeah. people with, with children, but uh, we can't wait to have children. It's like our next big thing. It's our next big step. To keep her moving, I've been wanting to talk about this for a few episodes, and this kind of goes back to the Twitter thing. It is crazy how many Twitter accounts that there are that are either satire, a parody account. It'll be like someone's, like it's not their actual burner account, but uh, it'll be like a guy that, a friend of the pod, Jared Kellenick's burner account. Jared Kellenick is the center fielder for the Mariners. And uh, it's clearly somebody just like a Jared Kellenick fan or Mariners fan that made this and like worships the ground that Jared Kellenick walks on. He's got some excellent perspective. He is interactive on, or uh, yeah, interactive on Twitter. And it's just crazy the amount of Twitter accounts that there are that will interact with you, even if you don't have the Twitter gold or Twitter blue, whatever, which is like the subscription service for the shit. But like I tweeted Big Chad this week, friend of the pod, huge line of Love that guy. Huge Illini fan. Illinois got some receiver that's like 6'3", 180. And jokingly, I mean, I understand he's a college kid, so he's not going to be a massive human being Mm weight-wise. I was like, I said, quote, 180, what a monster. Some random account is like, why would you you tag this recruit? Uh, Why would you say this about a recruit? And... Just give him time. He's going to develop, so on and so forth. It was a conversation between me and And I would have said, no shit, Sherlock. I said, I'm busting my buddy's balls. I said something about, yeah, this kid's not tagged, by the way. Uh, have an excellent evening, ILL. So, I, I, I mean, I won that Twitter battle. My handled it like a gentleman. But it's just, like, Twitter's turned into something completely different than it's ever been. Well, I think it... I it, don't love the the non-verified accounts anymore mm-hmm. or how you can just pay for the blue check mark or whatever. I think that needs to change and I think maybe it will. But that's the only thing that I don't love about it. But as far as like people just I mean Elon is the biggest uh troll that there is on on Twitter probably. And uh I get a kick out of people trolling. But for whatever reason there are plenty of tweets that I see to where I'm like yeah, this tweet is not relevant to me. I don't want to see all of this negative stuff on my my uh, timeline every time I open it. I don't want to see somebody getting beat up. I don't want to see somebody getting sucker punched every time I open up my Twitter account. And I don't want to see a lot of heavy political stuff. I, I agree with you 100%. And you and I have had many conversations about this just through our 20-year friendship that we've had. And uh, But, like, I'm at a point in my life... I have, I have Twitter because of this podcast, which is speaks levels. I mean, I, I support. I've supported this podcast. It's funny to me. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, it's funny to me that you follow the podcast Twitter account. I follow you on my personal account. You do not follow my personal account. Well, you because I only follow things that you I follow. Care about. Barstool Illinois. <laughs> Because it made and garage beer shenanigans. Because it made me follow one thing initially, and it was that. I'm like, well, whatever. And then here we are. This this podcast, which I like, I said I got it to support to support the podcast. There's anything I can do, I would I would gladly do to support the podcast. That's why I'm here today. But just a back to what I was saying. Um, I don't I don't like negativity. In my life, and like, if you're a negative person, I look at um, interactions with people or relationships with people as: are they positive? Or are they negative? If if I feel like it is, it takes, it drains me to hang out with you. It is, you know, I have to go above and beyond, or I feel like I'm always putting myself out there and not receiving any type of, um, you know. Well, it, it's a give and take, and if I feel like I'm the one that that gives constantly in uh, the friendship, like I don't need that friendship. Like I want somebody that just wants to hang out and wants to, like we're fucking let's let's be boys for sure. Like let's hang out, let's do whatever, and and that pretty much goes with anything and everything in my life. Uh, my wife will she be like, oh, did you hear about 
this little boy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't like hearing that like, shit. Like, there's a reason I don't watch. Like, I'll watch the nightly news for the weather. Yeah. And, and I remember back in the day, like, it was customary whenever I, I still live with my parents. Five o'clock news came on, we were watching it. Mm-hmm. If we were eating dinner. Six o'clock news came on, we were watching it. Why? It was because of the weather in sports. That was it. That was That's why we watched the the news. We didn't watch it for the negative. Oh, the little kid in inner city wherever got shot or or got in his parents' pool and drowned. I don't seek that out. And yeah. my wife will come to me with that and I'll be like, yeah, honestly, thanks. I know that there's bad things that happen in this world. 100%. But I like, I, say that. I like to pretend that there's not. Yeah. Now, it's good to have a reminder once in a while. Okay, fucked up things happen. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I know. Well, and... and- I, I don't. I'll speak for myself, but I'm sure you're probably, you know, like we worry. There's things, um, you know, in our life that we can't control that we we wish we could that we worry about. Uh, I mean, you you at this moment don't have any children. You will eventually, and that worry will be cranked up to ten. But Constantly. it's like oh. But it's like, I got enough shit going on in my head. I don't fucking need to worry about someone else's shit. And it doesn't mean that I don't sympathize or empathize. If anything, I, I it hits me too hard. Because I don't want to think about it. Because if it's something with a child, I relate it to me. That's my kid now. That's, that's they found dead in that ditch. Or that's my kid that got kidnapped or raped or whatever. I don't want to deal with that. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, stop it, please. I don't want to, like... You know, I, I'm not living in my own little fantasy world. Like I, I understand, like you said, bad shit happens to good people a lot of times. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I have to live in that realm. I'll deal with bad shit when bad shit happens. But I don't want to sit there and and be sad or or think about. And it might sound very selfish. I mean, and it, and it probably is selfish. It's like, oh man, you're this person's hurting and you're not. You know, you don't care or whatever. Never said I didn't care. I just, I'm not going to let it occupy my mind. I only have X amount of time on this earth. I only have X amount of time with with the people that I love to do the things that I want to do. And I'm not going to let potentially my mood of being sad or, or going to being in a depression or a funk because of life affect it. For sure. So, yeah. One thing I wanted to hit on was, uh, and we've talked about this before, family. And I have one. Yes, I have one as well. There you go, and all of my family's really good. I I get frustrated because, to me, in my head, I I feel like number one, time slips you. I feel like time slips everybody. Before you know it, your grandparents are old, your parents are old, and you're telling them, well, you really ought to do this. And it seems obvious to you what like they need to do or what they should do, whatever. And you're looking out for their best interests. It's not, it's not like I'm getting pissed at my parents or grandparents because of something like they slighted me or something like that. It's like I want you to have the best quality of life possible and I I cannot care for you on a daily basis. And this goes for my parents as well. I cannot care for you on a daily basis to where I counsel you to, hey, do this so that you can do this or, or whatever. You know, it's like one of those worry things. You're always worried about your family. You're always worried about your kids, so on and so forth. It's like I like being able to help family out. Uh, Cooper, my cousin, and I were able to go see my grandmother today. And with the storms that happened yesterday, my grandparents were without power at their house. My grandma has been in the hospital the last couple days. So we went and saw her and then went and were trying to check on my grandpa and help him out to see whatever he needed at, at their house because he's there by himself. So we make it there. We're probably there five, ten minutes. My aunt calls me. We had just left seeing my grandma at the hospital. And she says, hey, about another hour or so, grandma's getting out of the hospital. I was like, okay, no big deal. We could just drive back to Lincoln and get gas for the generator while we're there. Well, get there, pick her up. You know, it takes a little bit longer than usual, hospital stuff, whatever. Get gas, get going, get back, fuel the generator up, don't start. 
asked my grandpa, well, how long has it been since it's rained? Ah, hell, I don't know, probably 10 years. So, well, okay. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know how to take apart a carburetor and do that stuff. It's like, I look at my grandpa, I say, I know you're supposed to run these every once in a while, right? He was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I got a couple things that I need to do at the the house, so uh, I'm going to head out. He hit you with a, sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, I was just like, (laughs) if you don't care, I don't care. I feel like once... Uh, certain people in your life, once they really their whole, my whole life, my grandma was like that with me, and uh, you know you do anything to help them and this and that, and, and you don't always um, you, you don't always agree or want to do it their way, you know, or whatever it may be, but you do it because it's them. And I, she was one where like she just got a pass. She gets passed. She can do like, wrong. I feel like everybody's grandmothers are like a force of nature. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like uh, they talk, you listen. 100%. They're your mother that was like always nice to you and like spoiled you every time that they got. Gave you what you wanted. Cause, cause and you they, could do no wrong in their eyes. I, like they never jumped your ass. They never, you know, chewed you out or, or grounded you or whatever. And... So they have that motherly dynamic because at the end of the day, like, you're their grandbaby, you know? So so they're going to look at you. I'm sure your grandma helped out all the time when you were growing up, you know, helped your mom. Oh, I know. for sure. I, I was over there all the time whenever I was a kid. Yeah, same thing with I me. I mean, we lived r- literally down the street and around the corner. And whenever I say that, I mean less than a mile. Yeah. That was down the street and around the corner. My parents divorced when I was three and I, I, had, I lived with both sets of grandparents, so I was very close to both sets of grandparents. And both grandmothers had that, like my, my grandma, Bev, on my mom's side, literally if she spoke, it was fact. And then my grandma, my other, on, on my dad's mom that just passed away in, in January, she always did so much for me because I was, my dad worked second shift. And he kind of – I spent a lot of time hunting and, and, and doing things like that with my dad. Uh, but she was the one that kind of like like child, like kid stuff, like would have fun with me. Like I don't – you know, not to shit on my dad. Like I love my dad, and we've never had a better relationship than what we do now. But like growing up, like I didn't – I don't remember like him playing with me. But I remember her, like, playing with me and, and joking with me and, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I remember her dad making fun of me. But, like, and that's why I have the personality I do today, which I'm grateful for. Because, like, I, I ain't nobody going to, like, yeah. you know. Uh, my grandparents were, like, the first people that were where I was, like, oh, wow. I didn't, like, look at it this way then. But I was, like, the way I looked at it then was they can do anything. Yeah. Now I realize that they were the first people that I like idolized. Like they, they were badasses. Like there wasn't nothing. If if my grandpa couldn't fix it, my grandma could. Yeah. Like they did, and to this day, stubbornly, they fix every single thing in their house. They will not call their contractor, repairman, whatever. But they'll call her. They will call their oldest grandson for, for things. I, I think I've uh, helped put a, a half a roof on a, a garage at one or a roof on a garage at one point. Yes. Uh, Had a beer with the old man. It was great. I loved it. Yes. Um, you got to get him on the pod. Good dude. But also, like, my dad and my grandpa were, like, the masculine figures in my life. And they're not, like, the super toxic masculine, like, didn't lift weights or nothing like that. But my grandpa was the man. And whenever he worked and all that stuff, he was the man. Carried himself like the man. And same with my dad. My dad's always been the man. He hasn't always, like, like he never referred to himself as, oh, I'm the man. But it's like, it's, you don't have to whenever you carry yourself a certain way. Correct. People just know. People just get it. The best, the best, um image to have or the best perception uh, that you know that you have or what I, 
blanking on the word that I'm trying to think of, but like if people talk about you in a positive way, that's way better than you talking about yourself or trying to portray yourself in a certain way. Like because people it's like a nickname. Like nobody like, oh I'm, I'm blah blah blah, I'm this guy. It's like, no, you're not stupid. You're fucking you know, you're schmucklehead. Yeah, yeah. you're 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 schmucklehead from college from high school back yeah. in the day. Yeah. You know? Like you you how your peers see you or your friends I should say. Because they're the ones that truly know you. Your peers that's why I don't think anybody's cool. Like I don't care who you are, how cool you are, what you portray yourself as, like you're not cool. You've had diarrhea, you've probably shit your pants, you've probably pissed your pants, you've probably been beat up, you know, all the things that everyone goes had through. Bad days. Bad days, horrible days, whatever. Like the I think you told me one day, uh, you were or uh or Ron. It was like I don't I'm not ugly, I just am poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like I can glow up, you know, but so anybody can portray themselves a certain way. Doesn't make them that, but I think everybody's kind of, you know. You know um, I don't think anybody really sticks out if you break it down to just humans being humans. But. Yeah. Definition normal is different for everybody as well. Sure. It's all relative. Well, I want to get to the, the our last couple segments. Cubby's Corner and Spilling the Beer. Cubs Corner, not a whole lot going on. They beat the Indians today. Was it 10 to 1, 10 to 3, something like that, just after getting swept by the Phillies? I feel like they cooled off after traveling to London. If I had it my way, they would have never went to London and played the Cardinals over there. Two game series doesn't make a lot of sense. It'd be in divisional games. Uh, math doesn't add up. I think that they are the streakiest damn team the central is so hard to pin down and the reds are going to be a problem the rest of this year and the following years that Ellie de la cruz kid is the real deal and uh i don't know i don't even know what the cubs need to do there are so many missing pieces other than letting their young arms develop and that's basically it just give it time. If you got a young a young team, you know they're they've been rebuilding for the last couple of years. Like they'll get pieces together just like they did. Yeah, I mean back money in you know, fifteen, sixteen. Those exactly. years of those exciting years. Yeah. Uh, and another thought that I just recently had, not necessarily about just the Cubs pitchers, but it kind of applies to the Cubs pitchers currently because they've had a lot of young arms coming up. It happens a lot quicker than you realize the de- development. Like, whenever these guys came, like Justin Steele and guys like that, came to the Cubs, it was like, oh, it's going to take a, a, a minute for them to develop and, and be dudes. And then before you know it, Justin Steele's leading the NL and ERA or, or Strowman's leading the NL and ERA. It's like a great one-two punch. It, it happens just like that. I mean, Strowman's been around for a couple of years to develop. But, yeah, that pretty much wraps up Cubs Corner. Who knows what the rest of the Indian series is going to be like, and we'll get back to that next week. Now, on to spilling the beer. Going to hand it over to the producer. All right. We have a couple questions from the public this week. And question number one that they would like to know is, do you sip, chug, or take, take normal drinks? Of what? So, I'm a, alcohol. We'll say alcohol, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so, um, I am not a huge beer drinker. I will drink uh, scotch whiskey, uh, bourbon, different things like that. Um, I'm more of a decent-sized pour, and then I will um, – it's not a sip – for lack of a better word, gulp, I guess. Like, I'll put the whatever I got I'm drinking in my mouth until my mouth's full, and then I'll swallow it. So I take big drinks. So it doesn't, you fill your mouth up. So you're a drinker. Yeah. You if I do it, it, I do it. Yeah. But I, I, I only drink uh, really socially and only with certain people because I don't really drink cheap stuff, and I don't have the money to, like, just constantly. Some of it is just not especially like the higher dollar stuff or 
the more rare stuff, I don't want to call it high dollar, more yeah. rare stuff is just a sip and drink anyways. You don't shoot scotch no. whiskey or, or no. whiskey you don't, bourbon. You don't chug it, but I also, I'm not a sipper in general. So, and, and pairing it with a nice cigar, it, they, they play so well together that, I mean, if you've never had a cigar and you smoke a cigar that I give you, and I'm like, you're not a, uh, like a, I'll say scotch drinker, and I give you a glass of scotch, you're going to get fucked up. <laughs> you're going to get a nice head rush from the cigar, uh, and then you're going to, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks sure. because. You, and you may get sick. You may get sick, but you'll rally, and that's what it's about. Okay. To touch on what I am, as I get older, I'm a little bit more of a sipper of beer. It's taken me quite a while to change. But, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I've had enough days wasted to being hungover and taking naps and just laying on the couch to where I'm like, yeah, I'd rather not shotgun a bunch of beers or, or beer bone. Now, depending on who the company is, if it's uh, Kyle, I may shotgun. I'm say, can you hand me that beer bone that's literally right behind you? <laughs> Kyle is the He's man. a shotgunner. He's a beer bonger. He's a drink a lot. He's a track star. He's so a tra- if he's a, Kyle he's a was here, we can let him tune in next time and let us know his answer to this. But I think it is going to be Kyle is a chugger. Kyle's a chugger. He's a chugger. I have never seen one do more shotguns in a short period of time. Solo. I mean, he'll do solo shotguns. I've, I've he punches himself, Kyle really. In a bar, shotgun a beer, yeah. just and, so and he can drink it. And then smoke a cigarette. And then smoke a cigarette in the bar. He smokes it through his toes as he's shotgunning the beer. Yes, I've never seen it done. We love you, Kyle. But you be drinking. Yeah. You're Beer's fine. quick. Hey, enjoy that 18, buddy. Yes. On to the next spill in the beer question. All right. If aliens invaded the Earth, and you had to choose one song to play them as a sign of peace, which would you choose? Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Sharing the Night by Dr. Hook. If you don't know it, play it. I don't know it, so I'll have to play it. Um, well, anything Little River Band. LRB. Anything, anything yeah. LRB. Uh, I mean, they got some... I'm tapping my toe right now. I don't know if the people can hear that, if they can feel it. You're, you're feeling the LRB, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Producer, anything? I don't know. Anything by Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga? Yeah. Um, yes. I don't know. A peace song? Like, that's like a... That's t- mean, probably I mean, like the We Are the World from them, all them celebrities back in the day. That's a pretty nice, like, hey. That's yeah, very cringy, the, the video I'm and all that stuff. I think I'm going to play Born in the USA. There you go. Uh, jo- is that John Cougar Mellencamp? Is it Springsteen? Yeah, it's Bruce Springsteen, John yeah. Cougar. <laughs> okay, so... Wanted to wrap this up. Jordan, it's been great to have you on. You're one of the biggest supporters of the pod. You're always giving me suggestions, telling me what you would do. You, I, you I, like you pick us apart and we appreciate that. I don't wanna I don't want one of my friends to be like, Oh man, dude, it's awesome. You're doing everything great. What helps is you're a fellow podcast listener. You listen to quite a few podcasts, so you know what a good podcast sounds like and you probably know what a bad podcast sounds like listening to some of our earlier episodes. I will say that you guys have improved literally every single episode, and I'm biased with people that I know that come on, but even people that I don't know that seem to be pretty interesting. I don't know how interesting I am. I mean, we can talk for hours. We do talk every day pretty much, but um, I, I think that you guys have been able to find people and bring out interesting things about their life or, or whatever about them and I mean I I listen to, to I've listened to pretty much every episode so um, I think you guys should put a poll question up of whether you guys should go and do video I've yes. been pushing you've you been pushing forever. for it for quite a while I'm like dude you have this would to... have been a hilarious one to video because of all of the times that we were interrupted and then the cuss words that I then shouted after we were interrupted Yes. Because the great app that we use tends to I've, – I've honestly never gotten more phone calls consecutively in like a couple hours than today. Yeah. Right now during this episode. People that don't call me ever 
have been yeah. calling. But I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for being a fan and also supporter and also one of our best critiques. I, if you're my friend, I want what's best for you. I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. I'm not going to tell you what I think you want to hear. And my opinion don't mean shit. But if you ask for it, I'll give it to you. And if you take it, awesome. If not, no worries. But I think you guys are doing great. I don't think that, uh, like I said, the only thing would be to be able to to visualize what's going on. I mean, this is a pretty easy episode because it's you and I talking. But the more people you get to be able to visually see it, I think that it would just just add to it 100%. But, you know, I know you guys will get there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, put, posting more feet pics. Yes. Foot finder. For sure. Um, and there's some big guests to come. I mean, that's what's good about the current guests that we've had is the fact that we have been able to get guests from them. Yeah. So we got a lot of people backing us, and I, I thank you guys every episode because it goes a long way. But as always, like, subscribe, follow. Make sure to send in your spilling the beer questions or topics to the Twitter, the email, whatever, however. Uh, just give us a listen. That's Support. Tell a friend. Support. Yes. That's it. So goodbye for now. This